0: there's no poem there's no intro just know that this about a boy is from 2020 and that it's spooky and creepy and that i'm doing it doing it all for you welcome back to deep in bear country a berenstain bear cast i'm your host phil gonzalez and this week spooky dukes spooky ghosts and goblins are after you spooky men and women and children rising from the grave to take over the world it's halloween it's halloween in bear country it's halloween in bear country it's our halloween episode i just wrote that by the way, on the fly. Just wrote it on the fly. It's Halloween and Bear Country. We are discussing a spooky book from 2020. That's right. This came out during COVID. Uh, I got it in the mail. I was very excited because this week's book touches on several things that I find fascinating. And by touches on, I mean it's in the title and then it never touches on them. But Was my disappointment palpable because of that? Yes, it actually was. I was looking forward to one thing, I got not that thing, and it was upsetting. But we're going to discuss the book anyway, because honestly, I don't have many Halloween books to talk about anymore. So let's get going. I will use my... I don't have to... I, I probably shouldn't narrate every single time I do something on my little control panel here, because that like defeats the purpose of everything i've ever done in my life um but what is this week's book it's from, like i said it's from 2020 and it is that i keep hitting the wrong button. and it is ah oh, it did it again it is 2020s I can read The Berenstain Bears and the ghost of the theater. It's the ghost of the theater. It's it's everything I love. It's ghosts. It's theater. It's spook-em-ups. It's hauntings. It's terror. It's an I can read level one book. So it's probably not going to be that scary, honestly. It's probably going to let us down if we're looking to just, if you're looking to lose sleep tonight this book's not gonna do it for you unless like you pair it with about five cups of coffee then yeah then this book will keep you awake tonight but otherwise but this book did teach me one thing and we'll 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 get to that i did have to look something up because i was a little but this book taught me one thing uh not what you're thinking not anything that you're thinking because this book has several lies in the title one of those is the word ghost I mean, I guess theater is not a lie. This does take place in a theater, uh, but uh, but let's look at let let's take a look at it because I'm I'm ready to get scared out of my skull, and I hope you are too. I hope I scare you clean out of your skull. I hope that your skull is empty by the time I'm done. I guess I've carried that. I, I've I've belabored that point a little bit. So, with the ghost of the theater? What is the ghost of the theater? Well, like I said, it's a it's a beginning reading level one. I can read book uh, by Mike Berenstain, uh, 2020, and. I love this I love this spread. I love the splash page here. We've got we've got the cubs, uh Brother Bear, Sister Bear and Honey Bear running for their lives. There must be something absolutely horrifying in this book. Uh, uh because this is a time jump. We're doing a time leap of about I don't know, like 8 years. I can't remember where we left off last night. Maybe 10 years. Uh what you're going to see in this book is Modern Honey, which sounds like a like a prog band from like the 1970s uh modern honey is not the same honey that i'm usually complaining about modern honey is a little bit wiser a little bit older and a little bit more uh, mobile and a little more active in the stories she still doesn't say much but instead of i'm not saying much because i'm a toddler i don't have anything to say think of her as more of a your harpo Marx character she's quiet because she doesn't need to express herself in words she expresses herself in her actions and her wry personality or as i like to to say she's just still just kind of there but she's a lot more there than she's been there in the past honey bear little honey bear so what is this story about well this story is about the old barn theater and the many spirits that haunt it. now every community that i know of has a barn theater that's like a thing right like you in your town somewhere in or near your town there is a theater that is that is called a barn it's called the barn or like the red barn or the big barn or the but usually the old barn we had one in houston i think i believe in spring texas growing up there was a barn theater i never went to it when i was in high school and so in my mind it was this it was a a a a literal just a filthy barn that people did theater in and i know that there is like a, a i believe there's a barn theater near minneapolis that or an old barn theater or a red barn one of them i can't I don't go to theater anymore, so I'm a little out of the loop. Uh, it's not actually like a filthy barn. like It's an actual theater space. But I'm going to imagine that a lot of theater started in, in old barns. Like That was kind of like, well, we're not using the old barn for barning anymore. The animals have fled. Uh, I no longer... You know, store my whatever you store in a barn in a barn. Uh and uh I am so I'm just, I'm just gonna I guess we should do some plays here. I guess that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna do some plays. Uh and then they just that that became a thing. And barns are big spaces and you need a lot of space to do a play. Uh uh I, I do have a few people watching, so thank you all for joining me if you're if you're enjoying this so far. Uh do you have a barn theater, an old barn theater in your neighborhood? Have you ever performed at an old barn? theater when i was in high school we did uh the lion in winter uh by uh His name not the one guy but the brother of that guy goldman and we did the lion in winter and i was king henry which because i was i guess the oldest (laughs) and uh and uh at the same time after we did the lion in winter the old barn theater in town did the lion in winter and being mindless high school students we were like bet our productions better bet our productions better and i don't know if it was because i didn't go see it but i bet our production was better i was uh pretty good as as king henry as, as as a as a as a tired as a tired king with three children and a wife in prison and uh and 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 a uh and a and and a, and a side piece as as it is play. i had a lot of experience playing uh weary rulers so Here's the old barn theater, uh, and right off the bat, we are told that brother and sister are looking for a summer job. We've experienced this before. They have gone after summer jobs. They like a little spending money in the summer, and they like to spend a little time uh, helping out in the summer. and And the old barn theater says, "Helpers wanted." And I and I, I appreciate the sign saying "Helpers wanted," because it doesn't say "Help wanted." Help wanted would imply that they're going to pay you something, but I like helpers want, we need some helpers. Oh, are you are you? Are you hiring some part-time? Wa- ah, 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 ah. Not employees, just helpers. Do you want to help out? We will pay you in, in, in in. I guess, what do you pay someone if you work at the Old Barn Theater? You pay them in exposure, I guess? Or the opposite of exposure, because you're working backstage. Uh, we'll pay you in not exposure People will be impressed by how not visible you are on stage. Uh, so we see it's the Old Barn Theater. We see that helpers are wanted. And we see that they are producing a production of the William Shakespeare classic, McBear. Uh, which, of course, if we're going to extrapolate from what we see here, that that implies that there is a Scotland and Bear World uh, and that there is a, uh, what, a Hollingsheads history book, uh, just because that's what William Shakespeare used to write most of his uh, history plays. He would go through this you know, massive tome of british history and pick and choose stories from out of it story of macbeth is in there uh and uh, and he sort of took that extrapolated upon the the events of of, of macbeth's life uh, king macbeth's life and built this tight little uh, drama around it this this amazingly short for shakespeare play uh so short in fact that many people many shakespearean scholars believe that macbeth is actually only a partial play that what we're seeing is an edited down uh version of macbeth and that there were my may have been other plots that sort of like wended their way through it. Because we know for a fact that the version of Macbeth that we have is not the production that Shakespeare originally produced, because there are interpolations in the script from later editors. Everything with Hecate, the goddess Hecate, that was not Shakespeare. That was put in later. That's not a theory. That is a Shakespearean fact for you, uh, because the playwright who re-edited Macbeth, that all the stuff from those scenes were actually from his plays. He like And he just like put them in there which is why when you're like why is this character in this play you're like it's not it's not Other play it would be like if i did an adaptation of hamlet and i threw in some like berenstein bears i guess uh which is what's happening in this right now it's happening right now uh that's what this this book about so the kids want to work at the theater go for it uh apparently run by mr bruno not mr bruno not babs bruno's father uh because that's chief bruno Uh, a different mr bruno but they're getting ready to uh to 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 put up a production of mcbear a very violent play by the way for children to work on extremely bloody play uh it actually involves at one point a floating fetus Uh, out out of the witch's cauldron so it's a dark it's dark for kids but uh brother and sister do that thing that's very annoying where they take the help wanted sign and bring it inside Uh, i don't are you supposed to do that if you see a help wanted sign in a window are you supposed to pick it up and like slam it down on the counter does that guarantee you the job i'm not i don't i haven't applied for a job in a long time so is that how it works do you have to bring it to them and if you don't they're like you failed the first test well in any case they're like They say, we saw your sign. And then Bruno's like, grab a broom, kids. I'm like, well, they didn't say. They could have been coming in to say, we saw your sign. It was on the ground, and we've picked it up and brought it in for you. Again, it's a level one step into reading. It's a a level one reading book. Mr. Bruno wants them to start cleaning up. And that's what you do in the theater. You do a lot of cleaning. So they're cleaning and they're cleaning. Uh, and Honey's helping out. I, I do like that, that the, the theater is like, who do we have here? Like two eight-year-olds and a baby? Get to work, kids. That shows you the level of integrity found in many community theaters. Uh, they will they will take, take what they can get. <laughs> Trust me, if two eight-year-olds and a baby walked into your local community theater and offered up their help, they would not be turned away. Uh, We also see in the background of this picture that uh, George Bernard Shaw has been produced in this theater. So kudos to Mike for that little background Easter egg, that little theatrical nugget. Uh and uh matthew in the comments says that kids have to learn about gaelic witchcraft sooner or later and i could not possibly agree more uh kids do have to learn about gaelic witchcraft and i am actually kind of disappointed in mike for not writing more books about it although if you go into the uh the mike berenstain archives you will find his uh back in the like the late 70s when they were attempting to like capitalize on the popularity of DD, mike Berenstein put out books on like wizards and stuff they're pretty choice if you can get your hands on them they've got some classic mike illustrations so look for the mike berenstain fantasy books they're pretty good stuff uh if you notice on the stage there is a light and it is called the ghost light and that is a thing you'll find in all conscientious theaters that's a light you turn on at the end of the day when there's like nothing going on in the theater you never leave the theater completely dark you keep the ghost light on and uh people are going to tell you different stories about uh what the ghost light is for a lot of people will say it's to keep the ghosts from haunting your theater which is what i used to hear when i was a i think it's mostly just you keep the light on because you don't want people like staggering onto the stage and then falling into the pit is like basically you also see that this stage has footlights which is, you know, that's pretty good. They actually have, uh, I assume they're working footlights at the bottom of the stage. And uh, you have uh, have a little backdrop there. You can see they're getting ready for Macbeth, and you see that they have a, a statue in the back, and there's a cauldron. These things will come into play. Don't you worry. So, uh... The kids continue cleaning the theater, as you do. Uh, there's a lot of props backstage. Uh, I don't know. This is like you're like this is what would be backstage in a theater in an episode of Scooby Doo. Basically, uh, I don't know many plays that call for suits of armor complete with axes. But we know for a fact that suits of armor complete with axes are frightening. So that's going to be backstage. I don't know what plays call for uh, loose portraits backstage. Uh, normally, if you have a backdrop, like if you're if you're in a or if you have like a set with like a uh like an an interior set with paintings on the walls those paintings would either be built onto the set or they would be painted onto the set uh they wouldn't be like you wouldn't just unless the unless the painting is a prop being used in the play that has to be carried by a character i don't know why they would just be hanging out maybe they're being painted they're going to be attached to the walls later again this is for macbeth though don't know what those paintings are there for they're beautiful paintings don't get me wrong uh and also there's like a there's a flat that's being used in act one apparently uh but what i do i want to i want to show you that uh look at honey honey bear down in the down in the corner here and uh look at honey bear in this picture too mike has drawn two honey bears that are among the more dynamic honey bears i've ever seen and the look on her face in this particular picture is uh it's delightful she's she she looks absolutely consternated uh so here's where the plot really kicks in for what it is the plot uh brother and sister bear uh find a bust of shakespeare and atop it is a statue of a creepy bird it's a raven of some sort this stuffed raven and it is and it is almost lifelike in its in its appearance uh uh will come back to that almost lifelike bird but brother finds uh the witch's cauldron now it's a prop from the play and he starts to play with it and Not to be a scold i've only been a stage manager once or twice in my uh and but i will say that rule number one actors and backstage people don't touch the props don't play with the props not just because it's annoying not just because you're gonna set things back down in the wrong place but because you're gonna break something or you're gonna get hurt. So what you see Brother Bear doing here is the worst thing to do, which is playing with a prop backstage. He picks up his broom, he pretends to stir the pot. Double, double, toil and trouble, he says, which is a quote from Macbeth, so good on you, brother. Uh, But that's enough, says Sister. Cut it out, you're scaring the heck out of me. Which... I mean, all right, like, that's not, it's not, he didn't, he didn't, like, openly threaten you, sister, it's not, this wasn't, it's not the worst thing brother can do, I mean, he's got a pretty intense expression on his face, uh, but he's not saying anything frightening, but sister's like, cut it out, and he's like, toil and trouble, again, not the scariest line from Macbeth, I mean, there's literally lines in Macbeth's about, like, the death, dead rising from the grave, there's lines in Macbeth about, like, like, Macbeth being, about murdering, children in Macbeth, like it's a pretty dark place. there's more things he could have latched on if he wanted to scare his siblings toil and troubles i mean we've all got that maybe he's just like reminding them of things they had to do like if someone came up to me on the street and was like toil and trouble i'd be like yeah <laughs> yes yeah you're you got that right my friend so toil and trouble but ho ho what do they hear someone's calling out to them toil and trouble toil and trouble it says toil and trouble says another voice who's that said brother toil and trouble and then out of the gloom out of the gloom of the theater a gloom not penetrated by the ghostly light of the ghost light they see two yellow eyes two burning yellow eyes what is this evil what is this horror what is the terror that we are about to see now some of you may be thinking it's probably that bird we saw earlier that was clearly not just a a stuffed bird it's probably that bird but you you would you if you think that you would be we're gonna find out because they scream run away and run smack into mr bruno who is i mean they're working for nothing but i'd be pretty upset if i had left these kids alone and they were just goofing around uh and they're like we saw a ghost and he's like of course you saw a ghost it's the ghost of the theater come on let's meet him gonna take a break right here let's talk about ghosts of the theater if you've ever been involved in the theater you have heard ghost of the theater stories every theater in existence be it a theater built in the 1500s to a theater built in your own garage has a ghost story associated with it and if you hang out there long enough and by long enough i mean a 15 minutes someone is going to tell you that ghost of the theater story when i went when i was in theater in high school we had a ghost to theater story and the story went so our theater was a theater building and it had a red brick exterior and the story went that there was a group a car of high school students speeding along what was it was it? airline and they and they were drinking or not i don't know but the car went out of control and they crashed into the side of the theater and the car busted through the brick wall and all the kids were killed and ever since then if you're in the theater alone at night you can sometimes see out in the audience it's always if you're on stage it's always out in the audience someone's sitting out there watching and it's the ghost of those kids and you can still see the scars from the auto accident and the bricks on the wall outside the theater where they replaced the bricks but they never quite matched the original and i was like okay great Come to find out, part of that story is true. There was a car accident. A car did hit the the wall of the theater. And the bricks were discolored because they were replacement bricks. They had to patch... The uh like the hole the car made. I don't think it went all the way through. Nor do I know if anyone died or if they were high school students. But I do know that plenty of people swore they saw that theater ghost or heard that theater ghost or were aware of that theater ghost out in the seats. Uh or were working late at night and heard someone out in the audience or heard someone behind them on stage when they spun around, no one was there. I knew people working on lights who swore they heard people up in the catwalk and when they looked up, no one was there. Or up in the lighting area and when they looked up, no one. was there or they didn't think someone was there and when they looked out in the audience someone was there and then they went out to see who it was and then no one was there it was a big theater it was pretty you know it was a few decades old it was pretty dark when it was dark and it had a lot of nooks and crannies but the most horrifying story i ever heard was someone who went up we had these like two like ladders up off stage and they went into these like closets that were like a on this like a second floor and one stored like props and one sto- i don't know what the other one stored. maybe they were both prop storage uh the one off stage right though uh this student was looking for something in a hat box and so she oh, it was dark and spooky and she opened the hat box and looked inside and she couldn't see what was inside the hat box because it was too dark but then she realized it wasn't dark that the entire hot box was filled with cockroaches that spilled out on her. And she screamed and everyone heard her scream. Not really a ghost story. That's roach story. But trust me in old theaters in Texas, you're going to encounter more roaches than you're going to encounter ghosts. Uh. Matthew asks what I like to haunt a theater or what I prefer to spooky it up someplace else. I, okay. True story. High school. I used to fantasize about dying and haunting our theater in high school. Uh, that sounds dark now that i say it out loud uh i used to fantasize about dying (laughs) it's dark enough haunting the theater come to find out like later on that was because of a lot of unresolved issues if you're curious so i mean i guess i wouldn't haunt it now i wouldn't know my way around they rebuilt all of that but yeah i used to dream of haunting theater. i don't want to haunt anywhere now i want to enter into eternal bliss is that halloween enough for you uh they're like we don't want to So the, back to the story the cubs are like we don't want oh and by the way so every single story you hear about haunted theaters they're all the same stories and uh and as soon as someone opens their mouth and says you want to hear a really spooky story you can pretty much just recite it along with them you're in the theater late one night you're working on stage and and you heard a noise and you looked out in the audience there was someone sitting out in the audience and then when you called out to them and you looked again they were gone it's always the same ghost story theater ghosts the cubs do not want to meet a theater ghost and mr bruno's like that's a friendly ghost so he goes backstage it's the bird it's the bird and mike has drawn this bird I don't know how to describe how Mike has drawn this bird. He's drawn what has to be the most distressing looking crow or raven I have ever seen. Uh, It's repeating the words toilet trouble. It's got this humpy beak. It's got a man face. I don't know how else to describe it. Like its eyes and head look like a man's eyes and head. And it's got this serrated beak. And I was a little confused by the serrated beak. I did look that up. I was like, do ravens have serrated? turns out they do have serrated beaks. They're not as serrated as Mike has drawn it here. But they do have serrated. That's how they hold on to things. There's like minor, you know, they're not going to like be able to saw through a branch with their beak. Oh, maybe they can. I don't know. But they do have serrated beaks. So that's scientifically accurate, if a bit exaggerated but this bird looks like it has a nose and then a beak under the nose it looks like one of those goblin sharks look up do a google image search of goblin shark and be like yeah it's kind of what this bird looks like uh this is the goblin shark of birds and uh and it's haunting their theater it's just it's a ghost toil in trouble uh he's hamlet the theater pet not a thing by the way i don't i don't know of many theaters that have a theater pet i know theaters that have like a theater mascot like a stuffy that they keep around i don't know does your theater have a theater pet if you're a theater person you have a theater pet do you have a bird does your theater have a bird that just hangs out in the theater is that a thing just a this is our theater bird screams in the middle of productions what you gonna do it'll just start repeating things people say in the middle of productions Eh. this is hamlet says mr bruno theater pet He'll be in our next play. Would you like to be in it with him? I guess this is how casting works sometimes. You show up, you sweep for 5 minutes, you scream and run out of the theater. The next thing you know, Mr. Bruno's offering you a part in the play, probably to keep you from complaining to your parents. Hey, hey we don't We're not you're not going to tell your folks about how terrified you were working here. Like right? this is cool, right? I need you to continue sweeping. You want to be in the play? I'm going to assume the director's okay with this, the rest of the cast. All I know is that you cast these kids in your play, they're going to show up for rehearsal. Everyone's just going to to have to be in the... They're going to be like, okay, I guess there's kids in the play now. This is Macbeth. I mean, I would... Okay, so full disclosure, I was in a production... I don't know why it's full disclosure. I was in a production of Macbeth 16 years ago, 17 years ago. I was Macduff. I was bigger then. I had very long hair, huge beard. I got to sword fight uh and it was great built a lot of arm muscle doing that we used real broadswords. uh it was at theater in the round players here in in minneapolis it was amazing and uh i loved that production i had a lot of fun uh i don't remember oh and there was a kid in the play because kids have to be murdered in the play and there's a scene with like lady Macduff, and she's hanging out with her boy and so we had a boy in the play uh and that boy gets you know eviscerated uh not on stage obviously but you got to see the boy so you feel bad for the boy that's how theater works Chekhov's boy you introduce a boy in the beginning of your play you got to kill that boy by the end of the play that's why you're a good man Charlie Brown is such a dark play what was the point I was making oh so they're putting a lot of kids in Macbeth I guess uh you want to be in the play oh sure uh Matthew says it sounds like they were being paid in exposure I guess you're right uh people are going to come see this play and be like hey what are those children doing in Macbeth who are they? They get cast as the witches' helpers. I don't think the witches need helpers. I mean, I guess you could... I guess, like, if you're looking at, like, Polanski's. I hate saying his name out loud. Polanskys. Macbeth. There's, like, a ton of witches in it. There's your three main witches, and then there's a bunch of other witches. Those witches are all in the altogether so it's a different type of production they're not dressed like the witches in this play uh which are dressed like cartoon witches except for brother and sister and honey which are dressed like i guess that's what a witch's helper dress is like i don't know uh that also means that the costumers had to like throw together costumes for witches helpers like oh by the way uh uh alan i'm gonna need you to crank out three more costumes uh for kids uh we need witches helpers costumes uh stats and he's like i don't know what a witch's helper even looks like. What is that? It's not a thing. It's like, just get on it. They're going to be in every witch scene, apparently, stirring the cauldron, apparently, and uh, we're going to have to cut all that stuff with the floating fetus because... There's kids on stage now. Can't expose them to that. You do know that, like, this is Macbeth, where, like, about 18 people die horribly on stage, right? And Yeah, we're going to have to really downplay that stuff now that there's kids in the cast. There's, like, a whole scene where, like, Banquo shows up and, like, his blood running out of his mouth. Is that, like, cool? Got to cut all that. There's kids. How about when, like, Macbeth shows up at the end again with, like, or McDove shows up at the end with Macbeth's head on a pole. We still doing the head on Yeah, we're gonna have to tone that down a lot. There's kids in the So there's kids in the play now. Three kids in Macbeth. Go figure. Toil in trouble, says the bird, who I guess is also in the way. Is he in every play? Do you have to if you're directing for the old barn theater, when you sign on, are they like, couple of rules? Uh we have kids in every production. Uh you gotta reuse some of the costumes from the Shrek musical. And uh there's a bird. There's a what? There's a bird. It's the theater bird. You got to work it into every play. This is waiting for Godot. Yeah, you're gonna have to work the bird into Godot. Uh, also, just bear in mind, he's going to scream in the middle of scenes. Whatever he last learned, you're gonna have to work the bird into the into the into the play. Uh, what about what about we're doing uh we're doing God of Carnage next season? Yeah going to have to figure out a good place for the bird in that one also still going to have to use those shrek costumes so i don't know how things work at the old barn theater with the crow do you have an animal that he has to be in every production have you ever been involved in a in a theater where i don't know there's a person who just automatically gets cast in every pro- production is that a thing that's ever happened uh if you know what i'm talking about you know what I'm talking about. that is a thing i know that's a thing some theaters there is like so-and-so is always in every play community theater that's not to disparage community theater which is a very important part in the community it would just be weird if it was a bird so uh hamlet sits on brother shoulder, because the bird's name is hamlet hamlet sits on brother bear's shoulder and says toil and trouble uh everyone claps they're all a hit apparently the witch's helpers get you know into the kids you got to give them a front row bow and everyone bows including the bird because the bird seems to have some level of sentience because it's bear world and these things used to be your neighbors and uh, that's the end of the book that's the berenstain bears and the ghost of the theater so as you can see there's really no really no ghost in this product in this book Uh, but it's the closest i could find to a halloween book it's not spooky at all the kids get scared momentarily but uh i guess it has as many ghosts as the ghost of the auto graveyard and ghost versus ghost. So uh yeah, there's not many actual go- ghosts of the forest. Not many actual ghosts in Bear World. Uh it's not a it's not a haunted land. It's it's a very rational land and and what you thought was a ghost rationally is is a, is is the theater bird as happened. Uh so that's it. That's the Berenstain Bears and the Ghosts of the Forest. I don't have anything else to add. Uh, it's a first level 1 reader. It's cute. It's got some great You heard it from my mouth? It's got some great honey bear stuff it's got some great honey bear stuff uh, if you like if you if you're looking for active honey bear with good honey bear faces, this is the book for you. So, uh, yes, Berenstain Bears, it's obviously available for purchase. It only came out last year. So pick it up. If you're looking to read your kid a simple book that takes one minute to read and it's about a ghost, but not really about a ghost, Berenstain Bears and the ghost of the theater. Uh, if you've been watching as I do this, thank you for watching. If you've been listening at home, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bearcast. Uh You can find me on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. Thank you so much for supporting the show by listening and, I don't know, sharing it being a fan uh next week i've got a big jumbo episode coming up with a couple of great interviews uh so stay tuned for that it won't be me talking about a book all by myself it'll be me talking about not a book with other people so things to look forward to uh otherwise take care of yourself have a have a happy halloween uh, don't get spooked don't get ghosted i mean don't get ghosted by other things too don't don't let people blow you off Like, if you're texting, don't let them ghost you. I'm bad at that. I tend to forget things and then drop things. And then people are like, where were you? You ghosted me. Happy Halloween. They never say happy Halloween. And I'll see you all next time deep in Bear Country.